you for listening in on Tent of Testimonies podcast. This is the official podcast of the Tent of Testimonies International under the leadership of Prophet Dr. Fred Akama and Senior Pastor Maureen Akama. As you listen to this and other amazing sound biblical teachings, our aim is to equip you with the Word of God so that you can grow into an effective believer. In today's podcast, we do believe that you will be imparted with the knowledge of God, spiritual truths, and kingdom principles that will positively affect your spiritual life. Be blessed as you listen, and may you come back with a great testimony. So we are talking about divine alignment. Say divine alignment. Say divine alignment. This simply means God straightening. Say straightening. Any twist or anything that is not in conformity with his plan, his purpose, and his will for your life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God gives clear direction for every life. Wana sifiwe. Mungu anapeana mweleke, mwelekeo katika maisha ya mwanadamu. You must understand that many people, even Christians, have not gotten to God's best for their lives. There are people who have not reached the level of God's best. Say God's best. You have not gotten to the level of God's best. Meaning you are out of line. If you are not aligned to the will of God, you are out of line. You are out of line. Are we together? I like the silence. So, if you have used a Google map, if you have used Google map, there is a point where the thing starts saying rerouting. When it starts saying rerouting, you are And many of us are rerouting every day. In your, you are ever rerouting. Socially, you are rerouting. Financially, you are rerouting. But today is the weekend of divine alignment in the name of Jesus. Yeah, there's a time we were going for a function somewhere in Uyoma. The thing kept saying rerouting until we found ourselves where the lake begins. We are where the lake begins. So you are rerouting until there's no more route to reroute. I pray that you are delivered from the spirit of rerouting in the name of Jesus. So God in Ecclesiastes 7.29 the Bible says, God made man upright. Say upright. Yeah. God made man upright. But they have sought out many schemes. God gave you a Google pin. You, <laughs> and you are keeping on Riru. 
So the desire of God is if you have been out of line, you can again go back to And God has the ability of getting you back in line. Hallelujah. Where you have lost direction, God will give you direction in the name of Jesus. Where you have gotten lost, God will find you there. And will redirect your life in the name of Jesus. God will align your life again to his purpose, to his will, and to his intention. In Jeremiah 29, 11, the Bible says, I know the plans I have for you. God says, I know the plans. I'm asking God to help me share this word in simplicity, a lot of simplicity. I don't want to be very complicated, okay? I know the plans I have for you. So who has the plan? Uh -uh. Who has the plan? God has the plan. I have the plan. So God has the plan. So your pin is with God. As only God that can root you where you are supposed to go. And once you take the route God wants you to take, you will experience the hand of God in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So quickly, how does God align your life? How does God align your life? Number one, God aligns your life through uncommon destiny connectors. Uncommon. Say uncommon. When God wants to make sure that now you are aligned to his purpose and his will and his plan, he gives you uncommon. And mark my words, uncommon. They are not common. You don't find them anywhere. You don't find them everywhere. These are men and women who mention your name at the right place at the right time. And your life takes a better turn. Praise the Lord. These are people who make you visible in the words of the prophet. Hallelujah. There are people you meet and your story and your life changes forever. So God uses such men to align you. To make sure that your life is rooted in the right direction. Hallelujah. So uncommon. There are not many. And you have to pray to discern these uh, men and women of influence. And sometimes they are not men and women of influence. They are just common people. But they make sure that if your life was taking a wrong turn, your life takes a better turn. Hallelujah. Those of you who have encountered divine uh, destiny connectors, you know what I'm talking about. Everybody has papers. Everybody has gone to school. Everybody has whatever they need. But what is missing for this person's life to be aligned is divine connection. I pray that your destiny connector will come your way. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. There are people who come. And your story and your life change. Everything changes. Biblically, we call them eh? uh, Ziba. Say Ziba. Ziba. You know Ziba in the Bible? 
See somebody who can remember and drop your name at the right place at the right time. And then your story changes instantly. Yeah? In 2 Samuel 9, uh, 1, the Bible says, uh, 2 Samuel 9, 1, uh, we find this, uh, this, 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 this. Uh, now David said, is there still anyone? Is there still anyone who is left in the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? And then verse 2, the Bible says, and there was a servant in the house of Saul whose name was Ziba. I pray for a Ziba somewhere in the mighty name of Jesus. God can position somebody somewhere that when they need someone, it is you they go for. When they look for who to promote, he was Ziba somewhere. So when they called him to David, the king said to him, Are you Ziba? He said, At your service. Verse 3, Then the king said, Is there still anyone of the house of Saul to whom I may show the kindness of God? And Ziba says to the king, There is still a son of Jonathan who is lame in his feet. There is still what? A son. Verse number four, the Bible says, So the king said to him, Where is he? And Ziba said to the king, Indeed, he is the house of Makir, the son of Amiel in Lodeba. I pray for a destiny connector in your life. Somebody who will make you get that job. Somebody who will make you get that tender. Someone who will make you get that contract. Somebody somewhere. May God position them to align your life and change your story. In the name of Jesus. Celebrate Jesus, somebody. So uncommon destiny connectors are people who God uses to align people's lives. Huh? Anatumia watu, ata kama wakona matuta, anabadilisha maisha yako. Bwana asifiwe. Anabadilisha nini? Maisha yako. So I pray. The same way, for your information, the devil uses destiny killers. Are you aware? The devil uses what? God uses what? Destiny connectors. Amen. So you need these men and women, spiritual, I call them midwives. Say midwives. People who make you deliver what you have, the vision, the purpose, the plan. They are there to aid the process. And when God gives you one, appreciate. Amen. Uh, for those of you who know the story of midwives, uh, in Exodus 1 from verse 15 there, we have demonic ones and spiritual ones. They are those ones who kill anything that is coming out of you. And those who make whatever is coming out of you leave. You must differentiate. Huh? The king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew midwives of whom the name of one was Shipra and the name of the other was Pua. <laughs> Verse 16, and he said, when you do your duties of a midwife for, a Hebrew, for the Hebrew women and see them on the back stools, if it is a son, you shall kill. Shall do what? But if it is a daughter, let her leave. 
So spiritual midwives, even the physical, can kill or let flee. But the midwives feared God. Say they feared God. And did not do as the king of Egypt commanded them. But they saved the male children. There are people you tell your visions and it is killed. There are people you tell your vision and it leaves. I pray for genuine destiny connectors. People who make your vision to live. People who make your ideas to exist. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Number two, uncommon assignment. God uses uncommon assignment to align your life. Again, not common, uncommon. There is something that only you can do, nobody else. Did you know that? There is an idea at your company that only you can give, nobody else. There is a, a, a problem that only you can solve, nobody else. And once God gives you that uncommon assignment, you are elevated and promoted and your life takes a turn. People look for you. Praise the Lord. People come for you. Because God creates an uncommon assignment specifically so that you can solve it. And through you, a whole place is helped and your life is aligned. In the book of uh, Genesis, 41, from verse 8. Uh, this is how God aligned the life of Joseph. By the way, God, when he wanted to make sure that the life of Joseph is aligned, God created a very uncommon assignment. <laughs> so, and made sure nobody else could do it. Are you getting me? God made sure nobody else. Eh? It came to pass in the morning that his spirit was troubled, and he sent and called for all the magicians, all magicians of Egypt and all its wise men, and Pharaoh told them his dream. But they, there was no one, say no one. No. Uh, there was no one who could interpret them for Pharaoh. No one. I pray that there is something coming up that nobody will solve but you. In the name of Jesus. I pray for a crisis that nobody will solve but you. In the name of Jesus. God can create a crisis so that to lift a man, to help a man, to promote a man, and to align a man's destiny. Uh -huh. Are you getting me? So God uses uncommon assignment to align the life of a person. So uh, when you read uh, verse, let's go down because of time, verse 12. Bible says uh, in verse 12, now there was a young Hebrew man with us. There, a servant of the captain of the guard. And we told him, and he interpreted our dreams for us. To each man, he interpreted according to his own dream. Verse 13, Bible says, And it came to pass just as he interpreted for us. So it happened. He restored to me my office, and he hanged him. Uh, verse 14 says what? Then Pharaoh sent and called who? Joseph. So Maramingi, at your workplace, there are things that happen and only you can stand up and solve. The boss looks around and the only person they can look for is you. Are you aware? That's how God works when he wants 
a man's life to take a turn or to be aligned to what he wants for the man. There is a commodity in the market that only you will supply in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. There's only something that only you can do. Nobody else. That's how God lifts men and aligns the destinies of men. Uh-huh. Very good. Sorry, I'm going a bit faster. But I hope you are getting what God is talking. Because at the end of this service, your destiny will be aligned. You will get an uncommon assignment. You will get a divine connector. In the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody will locate you. You will receive a call you have never received before. Because you will be remembered. In the name of Jesus. Celebrate Jesus somebody. Proverbs 22 verse 29 says, Do you see a man that excels? Do you see what? A man that excels in his work. He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. Do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before what? Unknown men. There is a skill, there is a particular assignment that only you has the capacity. Only you have the means and the power to handle. And God uses such to lift men. Hallelujah. Say uncommon assignment. May God give you that capacity in the name of Jesus. Number three, God also aligns destinies or lives through burden bearers. Uncommon. Uncommon burden bearers. Get me right. Uncommon burden bearers. Here, God positions men and women who when you are almost sinking, they lift you up. Uh -uh. Praise the Lord. When you are almost losing it, they are the ones who say, cheer on. We can continue. We can move on. There are many Christians who have backslid and disappeared because there was no burden? You lost, you went out of line. You lost the track. You lost the route because you did not have a very uncommon, uncommon. There are men and women who carry your burden and who will lift every burden in your life. A burden may be emotional, hallelujah. A burden may be financial. A burden may be social. God uses uncommon burden bearers to make sure that you don't lose track and you don't lose direction in life. Praise the Lord. You don't lose what? Direction in life. So when God puts you in a position where you are a son of encouragement, a daughter of encouragement, then you thank God. Amen. You do what? You thank God when you are a son of encouragement. You can tell somebody, pick yourself up, dust yourself. We must continue. Hello? So, genuine burden bearers. Uh, and I want to say there is a difference between a burden bearer and a miserable comforter. <laughs> 
say miserable comforter. Uh, miserable comforter, these are people who <laughs> justify what you, why you are going through what you are going through. Uh, they find you done and down, and they tell you, Bado, Bado, unajoyo kitu ulifanya hiyo, unaenda kuhisha kabisa. They actually tell you, you are, this is just the beginning of your downfall. You are almost now going to end. <laughs> I called miserable comforters. It is in Job 16.2. Actually, it happened. They are miserable because you are already, someone is already on oxygen. Someone is on oxygen. And you are plucking the oxygen thing from the person. <laughs> I have heard many such things. Miserable comforters are you all. <laughs> Miserable comforters. There are people who come with negative energy when you need positive energy. When I see few they come with what? Yes. When you need positive energy. They infuse and leave you sunken and worse than you were before. Tell God I don't want to be a miserable comforter. I want to be a genuine burden bearer. Huh? Praise the Lord. So you know what happens is this church anytime because the heart is the seat of all emotions are you getting me the heart is the seat of or the seat of emotions the seat of your mind the seat of your attitude your heart is not just the physical thing that pumps so many times your heart will fail and you reach that point where Somebody must help you. If someone does not help you, you will go and go. So a burden bearer will help you at that stage of life when you, the heart of your, the seat of your emotions is no longer working. They will come and tell you, no, you don't give up. Let's move. Huh? Let's do what? Let's move. In church, we don't model perfection. In church, we model growth. Get me here. In church, we don't model perfection. We model what? Growth. In church is the place where you come and say, I came here when I was here and I have grown up to here. Because you understand that in church, the Bible says, grow in the grace. Say, grow in the grace. Grow in the grace. Yes, grow in the grace. So, kuna vitu nangana navyo, lakini kwa sababu unakuja kanisa, unasema I was at 10%, but because I come to church, I am not, I have not gotten to 100, but I'm at 40%. Hello? I am at 40%. And it's my desire that I get to 50, to 60, to 70. And if God allows me, it's my desire that I hit 100. But I am growing. I'm doing what? Growing. So genuine burden bearers are products of growth. 
But people who have been modeled as perfectionists have what we call a fault-finding spirit. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I'm teaching you here that it will take and common burden bearers to help somebody to move. Praise the Lord. Mm. To move. And Paul had people who could help him. Paul in the Bible understood the ministry of burden bearers. In Galatians 2.9, Paul says, uh, James, Cephas, and John, those esteemed as pillars. Say pillars. Those esteemed as pillars gave me and Barama the right hand of fellowship. May God send the people who give you a right hand of fellowship in the mighty name of Jesus. People who give you the right hand of fellowship gave me the right hand of fellowship that we should go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised. The right hand. In life, you just need these people who are there. Even the person, uh, you remember the people who carried that man on the bed and delivered him to Jesus to be healed. You know the story. You need such men. What was a jitokeza kukusaidia? God uses such men to realign your destiny. God uses such men to realign your destiny. So I pray that you be a genuine burden bearer. Before you pray for burden bearers, pray that you are genuine burden bearer. Huh? When you find someone saying, oh, people are talking too much about me, oh, what? If you are a burden bearer, your work is to tell the person, if people are talking too much, then it means you are also listening too much. Eh? If people are talking too much, it's a two-way traffic. It takes listening too much for people to talk too much. You have no control over people's mouths, but you have control over your ears. Whatever you do with that information is up to you. <laughs> uh -huh. Number four, God uses uncommon storms. Uncommon storms. Say uncommon storms. Circumstances that are stormy. To again shift your life. In Psalms 119 verse 67, the Bible says, Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. Uh, I like NLT uh, 119 verse 67. Every storm, God uses a storm to align your destiny. Not every storm is demonic. There are uncommon storms that come so that God can refocus you. I know you call it character development. It's fine to call it character development. But it's an uncommon storm. <laughs> no, praise the Lord. It's an uncommon what? Storm. God uses uncommon storm. Psalms 119 verse 67. So that he refocuses, he jumpstarts you to your senses. God wants to jumpstart you back to your senses. I used to wander off until you disciplined me. I was rerouting, rerouting until you. But now I closely follow you. So when circumstances come, not every time you lose that job, 
it means God was not in it. God is using that storm to refocus and realign you. Not every time something goes wrong, it means it was demon, demonic. Some storms are godly. Say some storms are godly. Some storms are godly. In Jonah 1 verse 2, you read the story of Jonah, God uses a storm to get him back online because he knew this man is out of line. He knew this man is out of line. In Jonah 1, Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. Verse 3, the Bible says, But Jonah, but, but what? Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish, so he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Verse 5, the Bible says, uh, verse 5, the Bible says, okay, verse 4, please. But the Lord sent out a great wind, say a great wind, on the sea, and there was mighty tempest on the sea, so that the ship was about to break down. So there's a storm that comes so that you are refocused. There's a storm that comes so that you are realigned to the glory of God. I pray that God will give you a revelation of every storm you are going through. God gives you a revelation of every storm you are going through. So that you change what you need to change and do what you need to do. When as if you were. And so God will use uncommon storms uh, to realign uh, destinies. And number five, God uses uncommon enemies. Uncommon? I know you are used to dealing with very common ones. Common, common ones. These ones are common. But there is an enemy who God will use so that you are pushed to your next level. Uh, I know the prophet taught about it shortly here. So I'm not going to teach about it so much. Eh? And he told some enemies remained. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Some enemies so that they can help these people be? Uh -uh. Were you listening or you are just? <laughs> and common enemies are people that come and cause you trouble so that you leave your comfort zone. I pray for an uncommon enemy to push you out of your uncomfort zone. Uh, that's not a good thing to receive. Are you, are, you, are, you, are you serious you are receiving this? Uncommon enemy. Some of you cannot get out of some places because you are so comfortable. Huh? That's how you now start learning the hard way. But the moment you are comfortable, everyone is at peace with you, your life can never change. Your life can never change. It takes an uncommon enemy and sometimes will leave you wounded, but God has accomplished what he wanted. I'm <laughs> who you? I will make the landlord him, I will make him hate landlords forever. Forever. So that you build your own house. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yeah. 
There's somebody at your workplace, God is not happy with what you are doing. And God is seeing a better opportunity. But you are sticking there. He will just create an uncommon enemy there. Then one morning you write a resignation letter. God says, great. We are now moving. We are now? And God should give you a personal revelation about who he is. You no, know, God, God can destroy everything and rebuild within a day. Are you aware? Uh, now listen, this same God, in the Old Testament, God cleared an entire earth and saved one household. Noah. Eh? The same God in the New Testament cleared one man, Jesus, and saved the entire world. This is God. And nobody can change him. Eh? Nobody? You cannot change him. He can decide anything. At one time, God told Moses, please, give me a chance. I don't know where the scripture is at. Give me a chance, I clear these people. I remain with you, we form another nation. God told Moses, until Moses begged, but God was ready to clear all those fellas. He wanted to clear so that him and Moses can form another nation. So don't be scared of enemies or people leaving you. One person left you, you are nursing wounds, you are crying every day. What is your problem? What's, what's, huh? Yakuzi nini? Yakuzi nini? God says, now devil, let me alone. Let me alone that my wrath may burn not hot against, and I may consume them. And I'll make you. I'll make you. This is God. And you cannot change God. This is a part of God you need to understand that God can actually throw you in the desert and make you thrive. That God can actually throw you where people don't know you and make you excel. Because he is the Lord. I pray for an uncommon enemy in the name of Jesus. One that will take you to another level. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So, uh, in Genesis 50, 20, the Bible says, uh, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. God created uncommon enemies around Joseph. You know that? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Whatever they mean for your harm will be for your good. And things will work for you to the glory of God. Amen. Number six is an uncommon spouse. God uses uncommon spouse. Uh -huh. English people say if you have an uncommon spouse, you are complete. 
If you are a common one, you are finished. You know, there's a difference between being finished and being complete. Ask your neighbor, are you complete or you are finished, literally? <laughs> are you complete or you are finished? There are many young people here I can see. Let me tell you, your fire will either go up or it will die the moment you have a spouse. Your life will either be aligned or destroyed the moment you have a spouse. Those of us who are married, we know these things. So God uses an uncommon spouse. That decision of a spouse is not a decision you are making for your villagers. Because they said, when are you marrying during a funeral? Now you go to look for anything you bring to satisfy them. It's a serious one. Because it can destroy you. I've seen men of God, very serious men who we were with preaching in campus. Once they married, they died spiritually. And I've seen men who never knew God even in campus. Once they married, they are doing very well. Because an uncommon spouse is one strategy God uses to align a life of a person. <laughs> I've left men and women thinking. Don't worry, I'm not giving you multimatum. I'm not giving anyone of you multimatum here. We are all going into multimatums. But we are only giving you <laughs> one of the ways. And when God blesses you with one, Bible says, um, he who finds, uh, he who finds what? Finds what? Yeah. And obtains what? From God. But you can also live on a rooftop. You can live on a rooftop. <laughs> there is an option of living on a... <laughs> The Bible also has an option. Uh, it says you better live on a rooftop of a house than to live with a what? A troublesome. There are many of them who are living on rooftops. And you know when we... <laughs> Say I refuse. The spirit of rooftop. <laughs> better to dwell on... Not, not a corner. You know there's a difference here. Not just rooftop. Rooftop is a bit bigger. A corner of a rooftop. Tell God, give me grace to marry right and live right. God, help me. Let my destiny not be frustrated by a, a bad one. <laughs> by a bad one. So God uses uncommon spouse. There are people who are married and their wives have been stability. Have been stability. You know men, we have capacity to live on trees. And we will be okay. So na taishi juu ya muti. Na tukona amani ya Yesu. It takes a wife to tell you, hey, guy, look at you. What is happening with you? Are you okay? And I could jumpstart. Several, we are jumpstarted. Several, there's those of us who know how to be jumpstarted. We are kicked back to our senses many times. 
So God will use an uncommon spouse. And your prayer must be that God, my spouse must make me aligned to the destiny you have for me. My spouse must make me aligned. I don't want to marry or get married and my destiny ends there. My fire for you ends there. My passion and everything, zeal for the house ends there. May God help you. And lastly, how does God align destiny is uncommon anointing. Uncommon? Uncommon grace. And I repeat, uncommon. Because there are many graces. There are many anointings. But they are not all uncommon. So God uses uncommon anointing to align your life. And I thank God for TOT. Celebrate TOT. Until you meet uncommon anointing, your life will be stuck. Sikudangai? Sikumanajua? Spiritually, You came here when you were just kacha kacha. But now, God, through the anointing in the house, made sure. He aligns your life. That's what God does. I was telling the prophet, I was lost somewhere. Not that I was not a man of God. I've been a man of God. I have been. I was living in some house. I was, the rent was 2,500. They, they made it 3,000. It was 2,500. I was still a teacher. High school teacher. Secondary school teacher. Malimu teacher. Malimu teacher. I was still a teacher. I was living in this house. 3,000 is not a lot of money for a teacher, but the arrears were over 12 months. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I was, I was an associate pastor, for information. Associate pastor. I, get me right here. Not every grace can work for you. Yeah. And not every anointing can work for you. I was a very serious one. I will not mention the church because my, they, are, they are watching. You see now, I was there. Then uh, I was doing small, small online teachings on WhatsApp, Prophet. I was teaching. But now, Prophet called me and told me, I want you to go and pastor Kisumu Church. I told Prophet, I will not pastor. Ah, 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 I'm okay here. I refused. I didn't know it was the devil. I was running to Tashish. I was running to where? I don't know. Then, what happened is, Kshinga Upande, Nikasema Sawa. Itaenda. Hey, I met Grace. I met what? Immediately I joined. Do I look like Malimu teacher? Uh, do I look like Malimu teacher? Do I look like? Uh, uh, this is grace. It's called uncommon anointing. Uncommon grace. You meet it and your life is aligned. God patterns your life. Huh? 
Unless you have a revelation that you are under uncommon anointing. Yeah? I am living still in a house. I'm still paying rent still. My rent is 30,000. I have not, I've paid two months in advance. I've already paid two months in advance. <laughs> My pay slip is still the same. I'm still the same person. But the only change is the grace. The only change? And come on what? May God help you to have a revelation. May the grace under this altar change your life. May the anointing on this altar revolutionize your life. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says, in 1 Samuel 16, 13, and let me tell you, the anointing has the capacity to break every altar that has been following your life. The anointing has the capacity to overturn everything that has been fighting you and usher you into a new season. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst. You don't understand that part. In the midst of his brother. In the midst. God can single you out, out of many in the name of Jesus. In the midst. They were there. They were all there. He anointed him in the midst. And the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. May this anointing single you. May it single you out. May it single you out. May it distinguish you in the name of Jesus. May you stand out among the best in the name of Jesus. Believe in the prophet, your God and you'll be what? Established. Believe in his prophet and you will? So God uses uncommon grace and common anointing to lift you, to align your life, to make your life better, to make your life glorious, and to change your life, and to change your life. God uses uncommon anointing. I want you to stand up and just tell God, God, I want you to change my life, direct my life, give me direction. Just start speaking in tongues and speak to God. Tell God, I want you to change my life in the name of Jesus. I have come here that you may give me clear direction. Do what you can, oh Lord. I come against every uh, spirit that has been hindering me. Just tell God something about your life in the name of Jesus. Just tell God, God, change my story, change my life, change my destiny. Realign me to the best I can be. Realign me to the best I can ever be. Just somebody speak up, speak up. Tell God, I need something different in my life, in finances, in marriage, in social life, in my spiritual life. God, make me different. Align me in the direction you want me to go. In the name of Jesus. Somebody just talk Talk to God, talk to God, talk to God, talk to God. I've touched your grace, my life must change. We bless your name. Someone pray.